Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, the weekly survey of news in the Philadelphia Archdiocese. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with Matt Gambino, the editor of CatholicPhilly.com, and we're taking a look at this week's top stories. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here today at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, great to have you in the studio. Good afternoon, Gina. Well, on any given Sunday, Catholics at Mass will find themselves sitting down after the gospel and doing one of several things, flipping through the bulletin, thinking about what they're going to eat after Mass, or, and this is what we should be doing, of course, listening to the homily. The homily is a key part of the liturgy. It can bring the scripture readings and the Eucharist home to the listener, or it can leave the congregation flat or even sometimes annoy the ones in the pews. So to tell us more about what the homily should and shouldn't be and what the future of preaching looks like, we've invited our friend, Father Thomas Daly. Father Daly knows this topic inside and out since he is the John Cardinal Kroll Chair of Homiletics and Social Communications at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. Father, welcome as always. Happy to be here, Gina. So, Father, what is the homily? What's the point? (laughs) It's a great question question, actually, and there are multiple definitions of it. But to bring it down to its fundamental point, the homily is the proclamation of the good news of the gospel, the good news of salvation. It is a communication of God's message to the people of today. But why is it different from the gospel? If we've heard the first and second readings and in between the psalm and then the gospel, why do we need someone to repeat it to us? Well, as has been done since the gospel was written, trying to understand and to apply the message that we hear from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is the task of the homilist and of the homily. Certainly the gospels are ancient documents, and so we need to kind of bridge the good news from then until now. And Jesus himself used parables that people of the day could understand to bring God's message of salvation throughout their history. Very much so. And it's an image and it's a practice that we try very hard to teach the seminarians that they don't need to try to give a lecture on deep theological concepts, which Jesus never did. He talked about fishing and sheep and all the kinds of things that people were involved in and people knew and could understand. But underneath all that was the profound message of salvation. Now, talking about simple things and relating it to daily life, some critiques of homilies that I've heard have been that the person in the pulpit is basically sharing anecdotes about his life or cracking jokes. What should a good homily do? What should it accomplish? Well, it should, on the one hand, enlighten people's minds. I mean, we're human beings and we operate based on what we know. So to teach in some way something about the Word of God to people who are less and less familiar with the sacred scriptures certainly sort of lights that bulb in their minds. But much more so, the homily is about touching people's hearts and moving their wills, which is why it can't be simply information. While information is important, convincing people, persuading people that the message they just heard and the message of the church's faith is really good news for them. So on the one hand, it's news, but the more important part is that it's good news and makes a difference in people's lives. That old dictum that you preach with a Bible in one hand and a newspaper in the other. Indeed, if we still read newspapers. Right. So... Well, I hope you're reading (laughs) CatholicPhilly.com at least. On a digital device, of course. But yes, the the idea that the, the Bible applies to life. We are to preach not just about the scriptures, but from them to life today. Why do so many people, with that said, still complain about the homily? 
because in many cases they have reason to, because they're not being fed, because the homily or that time during which the homily should be preached becomes something other than a homily, whether that be a catechetical lesson or a financial report or whatever, you name it. If the message is not touching people's heads and hearts and wills, folks will just tune out and stop listening. And for me, that gets to a point where the onus is on the speaker, but it's also on the listener to have an open heart. And they may be disappointed by what they hear, Mm -hmm. but I think it's important for the people in the pews to kind of avoid the distractions that inevitably come up with a busy life. It's difficult. Granted, it would certainly be helpful from this preacher's point of view if the folks who are sitting in in front of me and and us would be listening and paying attention, and and most of them are. Sure. That certainly helps us, but it's a challenge because it's a big space and there's a lot going on and there, there are a lot of noises and distractions, as you say. But putting a little bit of effort into listening, I think, will make a difference. It will open minds to hear what's being said. And you may disagree with it. You may not be moved by it that particular day. But to listen, not just to the words of the preacher, but to the Holy Spirit through those words, that is the challenge for people Mm. in the pews. And one thing that I think it's an interesting difference between Catholic preaching and, say, Protestant preaching, and I was a Protestant for a number of years before I returned to the Catholic Church, and I still listen to a lot of evangelical preachers, you know, understanding the theological difference. But my point is, in that type of expository preaching, they can go on for 20, 30 minutes. Mm. At the Mass, Pope Francis is recommending no more than 10 minutes. Right. It's a different tradition. The Protestant tradition, of course, is built almost entirely on the Word. And so the preaching, the sermon, becomes the focal point of the celebration. For Catholics, part of part of our problem, which I say in quotation marks, part of our problem is that we're a very sacramental people. So people come to church on Sunday to receive the Eucharist and sometimes have to put up with a homily just to get to the point of why they came. And I think somehow we, you know, if we can change that mentality, both for the preacher and the people, to see that the homily is part of our worship, is an act of worship, and leads to the Eucharist. What do you tell your students when you instruct them on preparing for a good homily? I ask them one question repeatedly. In fact, they're sick of me asking them this question. I said, tell me what is the good news today, period. Tell me what you want folks to understand in terms of being news, information about God and God's salvation, but why it's good. Why do I need to hear this? How does this change my life? Why is this good for me? Tell me what the good news is, because that's what you are to proclaim. In terms of information you may have about homiletics, what can you provide to kind of uh, enlighten this discussion from what we know about how maybe how long people listen actively, how long a homily should be, what points should it hit? Well, you can, you can pretty much judge that just by looking at people. Uh, you can tell pretty clearly when they stop listening. Uh, you mentioned, you know, folks reading bulletins. I used a bulletin in a homily once. I figured everyone else is reading it. We might as well look at that. Um, but yes, generally eight to 10 minutes, as the Holy Father has said, it's not as, as strict time frame. But typically, if it's more than 15, definitely folks are not listening by then. And that's part of our television culture where we're trained to look for a commercial after Correct. 15 minutes. But generally speaking, five to 10 works. And in terms of what should be in it is that progression from the word of God that we just heard, which doesn't have to be repeated in a homily, you just heard it, but some elucidation of that for what may not be clear about it, but much more importantly, the persuasive element. What's good about this and how is this going to motivate me? I think that the chief problem that we hear, and this affects, I think, 
every Catholic preacher, we tend to move quickly to what we should do as people, how we should respond, how we should act, how our faith should be. But the scriptures and the homily are about what God does. I often say to the students, if you've written out your homily, go back and look and see how many of the subjects in your sentences are human and how many are divine. And if God doesn't outweigh human, then rewrite it. Because it's supposed to be about what God has done for us, not what we do for God. Father Daly, presumably seminaries have been teaching homiletics for a long time. So what is different that seminarians are learning today to be effective preachers than they may have learned 50 years ago? Well, I think there's certainly just the speaking aspect, the public speaking aspect, because you have to get people's attention. You have to be a good speaker. People have a lot of things on their mind that they're listening to. And so to sort of break into that becomes important. Also, the idea of really connecting with where people are, the particular people in front of you. It's not a canned message. It's not a lesson from the catechism that's universally applicable. It's how do you really get to know your people and what their concerns are. The Pope had a great line when he spoke about this. He said, it's important that homilists not answer questions that people are not asking. So what are these people who are in front of you in their real everyday lives? Where can you touch them? I think that's a greater emphasis today. And I would think that really in this whole process, the starting point is listening, the priest listening to God and of course the congregation listening. But if God is supposed to be communicating through the homily, That starts with listening. Very much so. The priest listening to the scriptures he just heard and he will proclaim. But the priest also listening to his people and the events that are going on in life and in the world. And what does this people need to hear from God more so than from me? Wonderful. Father Daly, thank you so much. And we will be listening more attentively (laughs) to homilies in church and no reading the bulletin during that. We hope to see you soon. Thank you very much. Great to be with you. God bless. Thank you. And for more on these and other stories in local, national, and world news, as well as features on sports and culture, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, and until next time, may God bless and keep you. This podcast has been a production of catholicphilly.com, music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Funding for CatholicPhilly.com comes from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia and from readers and listeners like you. Support excellence in Catholic journalism. Visit CatholicPhilly.com and click on Make a Donation.